0: Welcome to Coming Home with Heather, a podcast for women on their journey of self-discovery and healing. I'm your host, Heather Stewart, and I'm here to guide you on your quest for self-love, acceptance, and unshakable confidence. I'm here to help you find unconditional love, deep healing, and connection. I hope to inspire you and to empower you on this journey of coming home Yourself. Welcome. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode three of the Coming home with Heather podcast. I hope you all have enjoyed the first two episodes so far. I've gotten a lot of great feedback. I'm so excited to bring this new episode to you. So if you've been following me on social media, which is probably where most of you found me, you already know that I am an anxiety and confidence coach. I specialize in helping women to overcome anxiety, gain unshakable confidence, and begin to manifest the life that they desire. So today I'm going to talk about eight steps to overcoming anxiety. If you are someone who has struggled with anxiety, either with generalized anxiety disorder, test anxiety, social anxiety, chronic debilitating anxiety, this episode is going to be for you. So let's get going. Eight steps to overcoming anxiety. Step number one is to realize that anxiety is physical. So we need to first learn about the anatomy and physiology of anxiety and we, we know about that because it is the body's defense mechanism. It's designed to protect you and to keep you safe. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because you feel very unsafe when you are having an anxiety or a panic attack, but that's what it um, Your Your body is designed that when it perceives a threat, it goes into this fight or flight response. And evolutionarily speaking, this would be an actual real physical threat like being chased by a bear. But nowadays in today's society, the threats are much more in, you know, intangible. They are much more subconscious and they're subconscious associations that the mind has made due to past trauma. And when your mind detects these triggers, these subconscious triggers, your brain responds and it starts to dump stress hormones into your body. The stress hormones, if you're familiar, are cortisol and adrenaline. And those start rushing through your body, which initiates the fight or flight response. And this is when you begin to experience the physical symptoms of anxiety. Things like sweaty palms, racing heart, maybe hyperventilation, racing thoughts, not, you know, restless legs, not being able to sit still. Um, impending feelings of impending doom whatever how anxiety presents itself in your physical body that's where it comes from there is a biological explanation for it so it's really important to learn about how we can interrupt that fight or flight uh, cycle it's a process it's a cycle and some really great ways to interrupt that are through breath work movement, meditation, if you have a creative practice, either drawing, painting, um, and some people like journaling. So that's the first step is to realize that anxiety is a physical response to an emotional trigger, and that we do have the power to interrupt that cycle. The second step to overcoming anxiety is through beliefs. So the way that we show up in the world is largely dependent on on our beliefs, our deep seated beliefs about who we are and how the world works, which are largely formed in our early childhood between the ages of, let's say, th- th- three to five until seven. Some people even push it up until 12. So much of what happens at that time in our life, we can look back and view as very traumatic experiences, right? Your first day of kindergarten being, you know, Away from your mother for the first time, losing your mom in a supermarket and not knowing what to do, um, or if you've had any other deeper traumas like an absent parent, either emotionally or physically, or any other type of physical or sexual trauma. So, those experiences influence how we believe ourselves to be, what we believe we deserve, how we how we choose to present ourselves, express ourselves into the world, and and if we have had a very traumatic experience then that is going to cause more anxiety we're not going to have as much confidence in in how we show up in the world and so the 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 good news is that it can be reprogrammed beliefs can be reprogrammed and so you have to just make a decision this is not how i want to show up in the world anymore i want to show up like this you set your standards beliefs are standards for who you are and how you show up in the world. So that is point number two is working on your deep seated beliefs. Step number three is to incorporate self care into your daily life to make your mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health your number one priority. So a lot of us experience exhaustion and overwhelm and this is because we are giving more than we are receiving so we have to learn to fill up our cups first every single day and it's really important to recognize that self-care is not selfish it is necessary it should be a non-negotiable for you every day so think about each aspect of your life your mental health your physical health your emotional health your spiritual health your relationship health and set aside a, a, a bit of time every day to work and dedicate at least one activity to each of those areas of your life and they can look different for for very many people um, exercise can be anything from going to the gym and lifting weights running riding bicycles, swimming to yoga, to dancing, that is a form of movement, right? Moving your body. Um, Mental health can be in the the form of seeking actual therapy, to journaling, to meditating, right? There are different kinds of self-care activities that you can do for each aspect of your life, but do choose at least one activity per day for each area and try to, to work that into your daily routine. And that brings us to step number four, which is the importance of routine. So anxiety is the fear of losing control, either over your immediate surroundings, your physical safety, even your emotional expression, right? You fear, you 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 have anxiety about the anxiety. Oh my gosh, am I going to have a panic attack? Am I going to vomit because I can't, I can't manage these emotions right now. So it's this fear of losing control in some way. And routines give us that feeling of control in the very least of how we are using our time and what we are giving our energy to. And so that's a really good way for someone who's, who's struggling with, with anxiety to give you more structure because anxiety is completely structureless, right? So give yourself some type of structure. And this doesn't need to look like anything, you know, you get to decide what your structure looks like, what your routine looks like. So play, you know, play around. It's a trial and error with different activities and routine times and structures. You could do an AM routine in the morning before you get going. You could do a PM routine as you're settling in for the night. You could even do a midday check in with yourself, either gratitude journaling. Um, a quick meditation, a nap, right? So work around your your individual schedule, but play around until you find what works for you. But definitely do try to get into some type of a routine. For me, someone who struggled with anxiety, lists, prioritized lists of things that need to get done, help me so much in managing my time, um, preventing overwhelm, and just keeping me, you know, Structured, <laughs> um, and keep in mind that routines. Building a routine takes time. It takes 21 days to build a habit, and it can take 66 to 90 days to build it into a lifestyle. And that's when it when it becomes second nature to you. It's like, of course, I meditate for five, ten minutes every morning. It's 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 like brushing your teeth. It's something you do without thinking or it's something that's non-negotiable for you. So that's what you want to do is build this routine of non-negotiable activities that are going to not only give you structure but also fill you up. So there's a connection between the self-care and the routines and stick with it. Consistency is so important that brings us to step number five, which is to balance your energy. And I don't necessarily mean the input and output in terms of, you know, feeding your physical body and energetic body and output. I'm talking about the balance of masculine and feminine energy. What is masculine and feminine energy? This has nothing to do with gender. Every human embodies both energies so the masculine energy is the do energy it is associated with productivity with structure leadership completion giving and the feminine energy is the be energy it's love compassion feeling nurturing flow intuition the receiving energy and every person has a core energy most women have a feminine core, and most men have a masculine core, but of course there are exceptions. Um, Again, it has nothing to do with gender, it just has to do with how you operate in the world when you are at your best. So society, we know society is locked into this masculine grid. We have a productivity-based worth system which we'll refer to as toxic productivity because your self-worth is associated with what you can produce, the quality and the quantity of what you can contribute to society. Spoiler alert, your self-worth has nothing to do with what you do. It's just, you are worthy. Another episode. So our society is locked into this masculine grid. And what happens with women, us women who have a feminine core when, we're, when, we, when we are locked into a masculine grid, either because we are expected in our jobs to, to be a more productive, be more focused on, on delivering, you know, bringing projects to an end, um, presenting, leading if in, in that way, or if you're a single mom and you have to embody both roles of the, the father figure and the mother figure, you're going to, to, to animate more masculine energy. Or if you have grown up in an environment where you had a lot of toxic masculine energy, either from your father figure or men in your life, either through family or through relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, if you've had a lot of toxic masculine energy in your life, then you... You will begin to ma- to animate your own masculine energy because within yourself, because you don't trust the masculine, because because the masculine energy that you have have been ex- you know have you experienced has not been healthy. Masculine, and so you're animating it within yourself just to keep yourself protected and safe. When that happens, whatever reason it happens, what, when we women with a feminine core when we animate too much masculine energy we will feel exhaustion we'll feel stiff we'll feel aches and pains in our body our muscles will be really tense you'll feel resistance to feeling and processing your emotions i used to be this way i, I used to take pride in the fact that i didn't cry more than you know two or three times a year now it's like a daily thing something i'm very proud of um, difficulty being vulnerable so not really trusting people because you don't trust yourself and you don't trust the masculine energy in others. Um, And difficulty receiving, again, the masculine energy is the giving energy and the feminine energy is the receiving energy and if you've animated too much of that masculine energy, you're not comfortable receiving in the form of money, gifts, compliments, time, right? So if you feel like you've, you're experiencing any of those symptoms of imbalanced energy then you need to begin to to balance your your masculine and feminine energy by consciously activating your inner, we'll say, inner goddess or the divine feminine, and you can do that through movement. You can do that through getting into any type of water. You can get it, get into it through creative expression, through um, special guided meditations where you get into your heart center and you, you you anchor yourself in your in your body instead of in your mind. So the masculine energy is in your mind, and the feminine energy is centered in your heart. Okay. Step number six then is about setting boundaries and this is connected to the whole feminine uh, imbalanced energy as well. So setting boundaries helps us to protect our peace and to protect our mental and emotional health and if you have wounded feminine energy, then you will find yourself being a people pleaser because you are over giving and you have, because you are overgiving, you, or you grew up in a society where you are expected to fulfill a role that doesn't really resonate with you, you you will have an inability to set and enforce healthy boundaries. And this gets really dangerous because over time it leads to not only burnout, but resentment towards the people that you love the most. Because you, you think like, why do they think that they can just take and take and take and take and take, and take without giving to me? And that's why it's so important for us to speak our truth with clarity and love. It is possible to set firm boundaries very gently and with love. It's difficult at the beginning, but it is possible. Um, It just takes consistency, knowing who you are, knowing what you need, and being very firm, consistent, and clear about what you need and not apologizing for it. Not feeling that guilt. And that's the that's the initial hurdle you have to get over is feeling that guilt for telling someone, perhaps someone who's known you your whole life or someone who's in a, a very close relationship to you, maybe a husband who you've been with for several years and now you're saying, okay, this doesn't work for me. And he's confused because it always has been that way. And now you're changing things up and you know, it, it it can be uncomfortable, but it is absolutely necessary for you to protect your peace and to manage the symptoms of your anxiety. And now we get into the deep, deep, deep inner healing um, steps that we that we really need to hone in on if we're going to overcome anxiety in the long term, not just managing the symptoms now but if we're going to actually heal it and overcome it and live an anxiety-free life. Step number seven is inner child healing and this is where we heal our heart from past trauma whatever it may be. So it's whether you had like I said earlier an absent parent or you grew up in a very neglectful Or abusive or just unhealthy environment and now as an adult these things are coming up and you're having realizations about your childhood that you never had before it's so important to do inner child work because what you're doing is you are providing the unconditional love safety protection and acceptance that you may not have had as a child And you weren't aware of it then because you didn't know any better. And so what you do by tapping into this inner child is you begin to reparent yourself. You offer yourself the reassurance, the validation, the appreciation, the unconditional love and acceptance that you need. Because truthfully, if you can't offer it to yourself, then you can't expect anyone else. To, to, to offer it to you because people outside of you can only meet you at the level of of we'll say emotional and energetic maturity that you currently are you can't expect someone to give you what you do not first give yourself so how we can deal uh, get into inner child healing, through guided meditations, visualizations, and most importantly, through forgiveness and energetic cord cutting work. And this type of work, I highly recommend that you have guidance with it because it can get really deep. And if you're not, if you don't have someone holding you accountable and holding your hand and supporting you along the way, it can get very painful. But it is absolutely necessary to work through that pain, to go through and see the light at the end of the tunnel. The only way, the only way out is through. And that takes us to our final step for overcoming anxiety, which is forgiveness and energetic cord cutting work. So this is forgiveness, not only for others, but first of all, for yourself, um, and it does not, when I say forgiveness, perhaps you've, part of your anxieties is because you have deep emotional trauma because people have severely scarred you in the past. Forgiveness is still relevant for you and it's still an important part of your healing journey because forgiveness has nothing to do with the person who hurt you. It has everything to do with you. It is for you you not for the other person it does not condone what others have done to you it does not say it's okay it doesn't mean that you accept it it means i recognize that this no longer serves me holding on to the resentment for this no longer serves me it is causing me pain and i need to let this go i need to move on I need to move past this I need to release this from my heart in order to to grow to expand and to show up in the world as the woman that I want to be so you're creating a safe space energetically and emotionally for you to begin healing and again this type of work I highly recommend some type of guidance and accountability and I do a monthly releasing ritual with the full moon where I write out everything that I want to release, I burn it, I release it back to the universe and to to God, and then I invite in everything that I want to manifest. So highly, highly recommend getting into forgiveness and energetic cord cutting work. So that wraps up the eight steps to overcoming anxiety. Just to summarize the first step, number one is to realize that anxiety is physical. It is a physical response to an emotional feeling. Number two is to reprogram your beliefs, your standards for who you are and how you want to show up in the world. Number three is to incorporate some type of self-care for every aspect of your life. Number four is to establish routines to give yourself structure, to give yourself control over how you are distributing your time. Step number five is to balance your masculine and feminine energies and to consciously make an effort to, to surrender back into and activate your divine feminine energy. Number six is to set healthy, clear boundaries to protect your peace. Number seven is to do inner child healing work to reparent that inner child and to offer the reassurance, the unconditional love, support, and acceptance that you need. And then the final step, number eight, is to do forgiveness and cord cutting work. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this episode resonated with you. If it did, drop a comment below if you had an aha moment or if you learned something new or if you just want to share a bit of your own healing journey with the rest of the listeners here. I love to create community and to really support one another on our healing journey. If you'd like to learn more about how to overcome anxiety for good, to gain unshakable confidence and to begin to create the life that you desire my six week bounce back with unshakable confidence program is for you. This is a group coaching program with a small group of aligned women who have the same goals to overcome their anxiety for good and to be able to show up in the world as a confident, empowered and unshakable woman. So if you Like more information about that, please reach out to me on my Instagram account. You can send me a private message at underscore Heather.Stewart. I look forward to hearing from you and working with you. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that more people around the world will be able to hear it too. And remember, keep exploring, keep growing, keep loving on your journey home to yourself.